Hey everybody, thanks for listening to How I Built It. This first episode is brought to you by our sponsor, WebsiteSetup.org and their brand new guide, How to Create a Blog. WebsiteSetup.org is for freelance writers, small businesses, new bloggers, and creative people who want to expand their online presence. And this new blog tells you how to set up a new WordPress website from scratch. So go ahead and check it out over at WebsiteSetup.org slash create dash blog and enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of How I Built It, a podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Jason Coleman, uh, CEO and developer of Paid Memberships Pro, a memberships plugin for WordPress. Jason, thanks for joining me. Thank you. I'm really excited to be the first first interview on this podcast. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm so happy that uh, you uh, agreed to do this. Jason's a, a good friend. We met at WordCamp Philly 2012. Maybe. Something like that. It was on my birthday, and Jason was gracious enough to oh, that's right. yeah. drive me around Philadelphia after somebody bought me many shots. So It was like after party, and uh, yeah. <laughs> there was those lawyer guys at the bar who were telling us all their startup ideas. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, like you guys make websites, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, yeah. So, Jason, uh, you run Paid Memberships Pro. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that uh, and you know, kind of sure. what your product does and how you came up with this idea? Yeah, so Paid Memberships Pro is a 100% open source membership plugin for WordPress. It has kind of the two components you need to run a membership site. So on the one side, it has controls for hiding content and making it members only. And on the other side, it has a built-in checkout page that integrates with the most popular payment gateways. So it allows you to charge access, uh, charge for access to your WordPress site and get paid. Yeah. What else do you want to know about the product? We, uh, yeah, no, we I use mean, it for everything. Um, so there's association sites that use it. Lots of small businesses use it to build their clients. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean that's exactly. You know, I'm using it on, um, or I will be using it very soon on wpinonemonth.com uh, to kind of offer course memberships. So people can yeah. sign up and get a free membership and see the free videos, or they can pay the annual fee and and view all of the courses that I'm putting out there. And so I'm using it because it integrates really nicely with WooCommerce, it looks like. So based on the documentation that I've read so far, but I'll get get the technical support after the show. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, So this is the oldest, one of the oldest? It's been around for a while. Yeah, like when we launched, it it was before 2010 when we started working on it. And I think like it officially went in the WordPress repo and either... 2010 or 2011. But at the time, there was Wishlist member and I guess Magic members, which were kind of closed source proprietary solutions. I think that they like obfuscated their code and they didn't, they weren't really developer friendly. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, S2 members, which is still around, but that was early on in that product's lifetime. And I guess like WooCommerce wasn't around. There was maybe JigoShop was in its infancy and WP Commerce was there. So those were like the traditional e-commerce plugins at the time. And there wasn't really, in my opinion, like a good developer-focused membership plugin for WordPress, you know. And so that's what we, we set out to build. Nice, nice. So is that like you did that sort of research? Did you do any more research to kind of figure out like uh, these are the features that people want and this is where it's other things are lacking? Or Yeah, I guess we... 
we were doing WordPress consulting in general back then, and we had some e-commerce clients, and we probably had like four or five who were using our own proprietary e-commerce plugin. So we were kind of, we were very naive about the business aspects of things, and even like the community aspects. But we we had a plugin that was at the time on par or a little bit ahead of like WP e-commerce, but we only ran it on our own client websites. Meanwhile, WP e-commerce was open source and a repository, and building a community and showing up at those early WordCamps. And they got thousands of people to use that software and, and built like a community around it. So that was that was in my head too at the time. Was one we were that that e-commerce software wasn't really applicable for membership sites. So a traditional e-commerce uh, plugin has both like a shopping cart and a bunch of coding for shipping. But a normal membership website doesn't only has you know sells one membership at a time. And doesn't need shipping information. So when you take that stuff and kind of inventory management, like out of the e-commerce plugin, you can really streamline it for a membership site. And then there's a bunch of other stuff that membership sites need that e-commerce doesn't necessarily, which is like locking down, you know, some pages and not others and categories and things. So that was kind of like the feature side of it. And then on the the business side, so we knew like a traditional e-commerce plugin wasn't good. And then when we built it, there was other e-commerce plugins around, but they were either totally closed source and proprietary or just not really, you know, super developer friendly. And we were like, Hey, let's build the WordPress of membership plugins, you know, make it completely open source and really developer friendly. And let's put it out there in a the community so we can try to grow, you know, as big as WP commerce is instead of, you know, just me and a couple other people trying to maintain it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So it, it sounds like you, you kind of realized that getting involved in the community was, a very important aspect of it. And now you guys are really involved in the community and yeah. your documentation is like super top notch and stuff like that, which is great. So did you, uh, I, I found recently that talking with people helps a yeah. lot. Like, you know, kind of, I've been pivoting some of my business stuff and I kind of did things in the silo, like, Oh, yeah. I think that this works. And, and so I'm going to kind of pursue this direction. And then I had some conversations with some really great people, most of whom are also going to be on the show at some point, but did you talk to anybody about features or business advice or general direction to go in? Yeah. On the features side, we had like three cust clients at the time that needed the membership site. So we built it for them and it was a real hands-on process, like getting it to work for their specific use cases. So they really helped us and they were all in like three slightly different, you know, business categories, but still like membership focused. So that helped a lot on the feature side. And then it also helps my wife and business partner, Kimberly, we work together super close and she's kind of a, a UI expert. She is a UI expert. And so she has a knack for like making things easy and figuring stuff out. Whereas I'm like the programming mind and I'm making it super complicated and programming. And she's like, no, this is what people really want to do. So that really helped. What One thing that helped push us forward also was press nom the first pressnomics was right over we were in development but before we launched the plugin i believe or maybe after we launched the plugin but as we were like tweaking the business model mm -hmm. and that was the first time i was really starting to get out to both that conference and other work camps and kind of talking to other plugin and theme authors who are selling and exchanging ideas on you know how do we actually make money on this stuff that's also free and and it was super helpful to just know that other people were in the same boat i remember um like I was frustrated at like the conversion rate of how many free users we had and how many paid users we had. So for like every, at the time we were making like I don't less than $5 for every 100 free users of the plugin. 
which as the plugin scales isn't so bad. But like at the time, it was like, is this how it's going to be? Uh, but then when I talked to Addy from WooCommerce and he did the math in his head, you know, calculating his free users, I think they were making something similar, you know, and, and gotcha. talking to Pippin's plugins about his easy digital downloads. And it was all within the same range of like, mm-hmm. you get about, you know, five to 10% gotcha. of all your free customers become paid customers. So I was like, oh, like it felt at the time when like the scale is small and you're not making a lot of money and you're like, is this even worth it? Can I get enough money to like, you know, pay for my time and other people to put into this? It kind of helps to like head check against other people and be like, no, this is normal. It's not that, you know, your your product is any different from others, that kind of thing. Nice, which uh, I mean, makes perfect sense, right? You see, I don't know about you, but I see things out there that I know about and I figure, well, they've got to be popular because I know about them. They're probably making a ton of money. Yeah. So what am I doing wrong? So I, th- I like talking to people about that. And it's it's great that people are just willing to share that information, right? Like Pippin like, like publishes yeah. his books basically every year, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. And, and Pippin's, you know, at the time and even more so now is like a competitor. He has a membership plugin as well. And like it's – we're almost like naively nice and just like, yeah, here, mm-hmm. let me give you my, you know, trade secret numbers and stuff. And, um, <laughs> And even, you know, WooCommerce is a competitor in, in some ways. And so, but yeah, and those, at those conferences, you can really talk to other people about the business side and, and get some tactics for marketing and what's working and what's not working. And you can really kind of avoid going down bad paths and, and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, I tell this to people all the time, like the the fact that competitors kind of do talk to each other. I mean, I was talking to Sean Hesketh about my video tutorials for WordPress, which is exactly what he does. And I worked with him to to figure out a path that won't step on his toes too much. Right. And then like will also help him help me by by him sending people to me. So like it's very cool that where you know everybody's just kind of so willing to talk and that's that was kind of the impetus for this show, I guess. Yeah. I mean there's there's you know like was it like a quarter of the web is running on WordPress and things are moving so fast like there's a lot of business and opportunity to go around and i guess everyone it's also open source software and so there is a mindset of sharing in general mm-hmm. and i think the companies that embrace that the most are like the ones that succeed and companies that fight against it you know like by closed sourcing their code or even like there's a lot of companies that almost re- reluctantly accept like the gpl license like if you ask them or like if you have your lawyer ask them about licenses, they'll tell mm. you it's GPL too. But if you like go to the website and look at the footer, you can't really find the licensing information. That's less common now. I think people are kind of figuring out how to make money with free open source software mm-hmm. and and also just realizing that embracing that mindset works, you know, at least in our little corner of the web, which is becoming a big corner of the web, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I guess at this point, you know, we've talked about the idea, the research you did, the people you talked to. Why don't we ask the title question at this point? So how how did you build it? Uh, you're a developer. Uh, not everybody I have on the show is going to be a developer. So your answer is going to be very different from, say, someone else's who found the right plugins and stuff like that. But yeah. how did you build Paid Memberships Pro? We... From like the tools perspective, like my tools aren't so sexy and they change all the time <laughs> as I'm learning things from people. I guess the one that's kind of a bedrock of it has been, you know, Git version control and GitHub store in the repository. It just helps us keep track of changes and, and, and makes it easier for other developers to kind of to get involved and submit patches and stuff. So that one's that one's really big. 
the, the other things that have helped is, like I said, that embracing open source software that's helped from like a development perspective, but also a business perspective. So one, one kind of marketing trick that I used at the time was when you're building a product, you want to, and you're figuring out how to market it, you, you either want to like put it in a brand new category that doesn't exist so that it becomes the best version of X, right? So if when we launched PayMarchers Pro, Wishlist member and Magic member, and even us two member probably like had more features than us, you know, they, they had a head start. So if we were going to compete with them on on features, it, it would have been really tough, right? If we were going to try to you know market it on AdWords or affiliate marketing, like Wishlist member had done, like it would have been impossible. Like they had bigger budgets than us, they had a head start. So by making it one hundred percent open source, right? So available for free for one. S two member is also um, for free, but when we launched, like all of our stuff was free. So not not just the plugin, but like all the gateways and all our add ons at the oh, time wow. were also free. And also like free in the like, you know, free in beer, but also like free in speech that like everything was on GitHub. So even if like you came to our website and it said, you know, pay me, you know, X dollars to download the plugin, you, if you're smart or you happen to stumble upon it on GitHub, like you get it, like, right? Yeah. And then also, you know, kind of related to that, but it, it helped a lot too, was that we were always building it developer first. Mm-hmm. So we thought about ourselves as consultants and how we used it. And and this wasn't easy, and I don't know if it's right for every product, but I think it's right for our product because we were real. We're still we're really building a platform more than like a single solution. So a lot of people will give you flack and and say like you really have to focus on the customer and the use case and the UI flow and make it as easy to use. And you know, if for some for instance, there are some things you that you have to do with our plugin, and we will say you should get a developer to talk to you and figure out the four lines of code you need to get your pro rating working exactly how you need it instead of us like programming in like a pro rating settings page with tabs and widgets mm-hmm. for end users to fiddle with. It is frustrating to some end users who want to do those kind of advanced things, but they either have to figure out the code on their own. We help, our, our support's, you know, really strong to help with this. But for developers, it's, you know, a godsend. It's super easy because in the membership space, at least every site, is is different and has their own rules. And so if you can get a programmer to program the exact four rules that you want instead of kind of like kind of fitting it into something else, like people are able to build exactly the site that they want. And also we get the developer support and they're kind of the evangelists for our plugin. And so we get some flack, but I, I think people kind of forget that WordPress, you know, kind of was built up this way. Mm-hmm. That back in the day before WordPress.com really got launched, you know, WordPress was the blog platform for nerds and programmers, you know, and if you didn't want hassle, you used, you know, um, Blogspot or, uh, you know, one of the other solutions. Yeah, at the time. Uh, it was, uh, oh man, it started with a, like an X, right? There was that one, Zanga, Zanga. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Or LiveJournal. And it, and eventually, uh, this is how we feel like, I feel this way about software in general that, like open source always wins. Like there's a few cases where like, you know, closed source software can stick it out, but you know, like code wants to be free. Mm-hmm. And when you have you know, developers want to use code that has, uh, you know, good licenses that, that are friendly for them to work with. And so if, as long as we enable that, like we're going to end up with the best product and best platform and we'll, you know, we'll figure out how to run a business on top of it. So that that's kind of been our guiding principle. And we might have given up in the early days. We might have kind of given up some like early money, mm-hmm. like at different points. We, 
you know, for instance, like a lot of our add-ons were free and we weren't charging for them. And so if we had put a price on them early, we would have got people who wanted those add-ons to pay us. And we put off that like kind of as long as possible. And now we use a model that a lot of plugins use where like you can still get the add-ons for free on GitHub if you want to use them. But if you're an end user downloading through our site, we charge you for downloading it through our site. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, but like everything you said makes perfect sense here, right? There's like that classic in business, there's that classic curve where there's the early adopters, right? And then there's like the the middle and then there's the laggards. And generally the developers will be the early adopters for things like this. You know, it's it's yeah. for, for you guys or for WP Migrate DB Pro or, or you know, one of yeah, the many yeah. forms plugins. Like there's a developer license for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And and eventually like what our plan is you know, for the for the future is maybe I'm skipping two questions ahead. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I said you last there. Yeah. You know, Pay Memberships Pro is a platform for membership sites, and there's a lot of different kinds of sites that can run on that platform. And we'll work with other developers to streamline each of those sets, right? So if it's courseware, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, we work with one of the courseware plugins to make sure that PM Pro plus, you know, Learn Dash or whatever works flawlessly together and all the other stuff they have to think about you know, is kind of coded up front and exactly the way they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in the future, we'll streamline the individual use cases. And that's kind of what happened with WordPress, right? So WordPress was pretty tough. But then it's like, if you wanted to, you know, have a sequential blog that looks like the 2012 theme, like you can launch that immediately mm-hmm. right away, you know, and if you want an e-commerce site, like the WooCommerce plugin makes it super easy to do a typical e-commerce plugin immediately. So we're, yeah, we, we think of it the same way, like eventually as like the use cases solidify and the tools get better, like, you know, things will just get more easier for people. Gotcha. Cool. Very cool. So a quick follow-up question before we get on to the next one, but um, was it, was it just you at first or did you work with like other developers? Yeah. So it was just us. So for the first couple of years, it was myself and Kim. Mm-hmm. So Kim worked on UI and front end stuff and also um, chatting about the organization of it and things like that and helped, you know, we did the consulting work together and and she kind of does the accounting part of our business as well. But I was, you know, 80% of the programming going on there. It took a few years before people really got involved. And I say like we were developer first and we got developers on board, but it took a little while, right? So it wasn't like a, if you build it, they will come thing. I remember going <laughs> to WordCamps and I would show people my plugin and explain it. And they'd be like, oh, it's like a membership plugin with hooks in the right places that'll make it easy for me. And they were like, that's really cool. I'll look at it. And it wasn't until like a year later right. when they actually used it. They were still like, oh, but I used this other one last time, or I understand this, or I can custom code it. Sure. And it was like a slow build till we you know, got to the point where it was kind of so good and being used and being talked about that, like they had to look at it. So th- that's kind of advice for some people who are kind of early on is that those, those first couple of years, like, even though like, and even I said, like, we didn't compete feature wise very quickly. We we started to with the other plugins. I remember someone who was evaluating membership plugins sent us like a spreadsheet and it had like a hundred features and it was like, check all the ones that you apply to. And we covered our coverage of those features was like three times what every other plugin was. Wow. And mostly because of the, the kind of add-on and the customized model. So a lot of them were like check marks. Yeah, use this two lines of code, right? So that's how we built it was like, it's gotcha. super flexible as long as you use like our library of code gist and add-ons. So yeah, that, so it was frustrating when it's like ours is obviously better. We're on a good track, you know, all this stuff, but people are using the other plugins anyway. 
you just have to fight through that and just keep on making it so obviously good, you know, and eventually people will, will turn around. Cool. Well, that, that is, that's great advice, right? Cause I think a lot of people probably launch a business and then they think they're going to get a million signups the first day because they got a bunch of retweets or something, but you know, retweets don't convert to actual money. Right. Right. So cool. So you guys have been around for four years, four ish years, five years, something like that. Yeah. Um, I guess the plugin's been released for like five, six years. Nice. Yeah. So has it gone through any major transformation since it first launched? I think. Code base wise, not so much. I'm trying to think what the big updates were. We kind of, it's like iter- a lot of iterative improvement. And then we would build, excuse me, like add-ons for like the really strong use cases. But business model wise, we've we've changed quite a bit. We tried to launch with like a monthly support plan. So I forget it was, it was like 10 or $20 per month. I think it was like 10 for a little bit. And then we bumped it to $20 per month. And that was a mistake for us because we realized that the value that we were delivering wasn't monthly. So gotcha. if someone was using our plugin and using our support, they would ask a couple questions the first month. We would answer them. Then their site would work. And then they kind of didn't need us anymore. And then what usually would happen is three or six months later, they'd be like, why am I paying you $20 per month? And then they would ask, they would either charge back or ask for a refund and, you know, cancel their membership. So... We switched from that monthly plan to uh, to an annual plan that made more sense. It was like a one-time fee. It's like, hey, you pay us you know, $100 right. now, and then we give you the support, and you have access. Then a few years later, actually last summer, we started having delivering updates of our add-ons off our own servers. And so we have an annual membership plan that you have to keep as long as you want to get updates from us. Mm-hmm. So some of our plugins are in the WordPress.org repository and you can get updates for free. But some of the other ones that are a little more complicated and like re- are going to usually require support or just, you know, we just don't have available in the .org repository. We update through our own s- servers and we charge for access to that. So that was like an update where we started, again, all our stuff is on GitHub to use and explore and develop with. But if you're paying for updates and support, you know, you pay through the site. So we're kind of putting up a paywall and more places on our website when people go to the popular add-ons they need to use. And that's been great. Like the when we made the change last summer, I was really worried because we both like doubled our price from like $100 to $200, right? And then we doubled the number of places basically we were asking for money. Mm-hmm. And people like didn't bat an eye. Like we were totally <laughs> undercharging. Like it, so we just quadrupled, you know, our monthly rates and monthly income from the plugin. And it allowed us to stop, you know, doing consulting work and hire other developers to get on board. Hey, look, I looped around to your original question. Is it just yeah. you, right? Yeah, perfect. So once, once we actually started charging a fair price, I mean, people don't blink. They need the software and they're willing to pay. We're still, you know, it's not a lot compared to other things. We got more revenue into the system that we could hire more developers. So a little bit before that, we had like two part-time developers. And now we have like six developers doing like 20 hours a week, doing support, development, helping with documentation, things of that nature. Yeah. And we... Ideally, like we, we need more. We need um, like a you know a strongly developer. We and the other thing we need is partners. So we have consulting partners pretty good mm-hmm. now. So people who like took over our role as the company that does installations of Pay Memberships Pro. So that's been really good working with those companies. And, and we need kind of development partners for like I said those niche use cases, the premier add-ons that are being used. So other developers who want to kind of own a niche underneath us, you know, people are interested to get in touch. <laughs> There's lots of opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, awesome. We'll just tee it up for you. Are there other people like making and selling add-ons for Paid Memberships Pro? 
There's a few. So it's not a marketplace as much as some other plugins. And actually, I don't know if you noticed, but some of them like WooCommerce and Easy Digital Downloads, they're almost like they're going back on the marketplace idea. Because one thing I'm jealous of the marketplace is it's a really good way to engage developers early and get them committed. Like I know myself, when I built a plugin for uh, an add-on for Jiggle Shop back mm-hmm. in the day, I built it for a client and I kind of probably want to spend the extra hours to release it. But I was like, oh, I could make you know some money in the Jiggle Shop add-on marketplace. And it turns out that wasn't a good business decision because I probably made like $100 in that marketplace. But just even a little bit kind of gives developers the appreciation that like they're a partner with you. So that's a good way to get people involved. However, like the, it gets complicated then because decisions get really hard. So when new functionality is required and you're like, do I put it in the core add-on, the add-on that I control 100% of the revenue or this add-on that someone else does? Or like if the other developer doesn't support the plugin anymore, what do we do with it? So Maintaining like an add-on marketplace and just the logistics of it gets really messy. Mm-hmm. At the same time, so but there are some people making money off Pay Memberships Pro. Like the most famous instance are some themes that are on like uh, not Code Canyon. What's the theme version? Theme Forest. Yeah, Theme Forest. Yeah. So so those themes ha- are highly functional. They look really good and they do a lot of stuff. But one of the major selling points of a few of them are that they you know have membership integration, which is basically just I bundle the free Paid Memberships Pro or now install it. And those teams have made over, you know, millions of dollars. That's the thing I like about like the e-commerce space is like there's a report in the dashboard that tells your customers how much money they made using your plugin. Right. So it's like super easy to justify the cost of that. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So there's a, and there's a few, there's a, there, yeah, there's a few random ones and, and we're getting more like, um, one thing that excited me was a, uh, I think it's active campaign, but maybe it's another one. It's an email service like MailChimp. Mm-hmm. But they, without my knowledge, hired someone else to build a plugin for Pay Memberships Pro and have them supporting it. So I always love it when like my Google Alerts pops up and it's like, blah, 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 add on for Pay Memberships Pro. And I've never heard of it. I wasn't involved at all. And I'm like, oh, this really is, you know, like an ecosystem with other people out there. Wow, that's all. That's awesome. Cool. So you kind of talked about your plans for the future already. We are going to jump right to the, the maybe the coup de gras, right? The bonus question. Uh, do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets. So I have something that's, it's a little serious. So I hope it doesn't, it's not too much of a downer, but I think it's important. And and this was an important part of business that I wasn't really ready for. As soon as I started having thousands of people using my software, thousands of people paying me for stuff and hundreds of people kind of thousands, like giving you their feedback. Right. And a lot of it's constructive and good. And a minority of it is just really biting and horrendous and and scathing and hateful. So it was something I, I wasn't ready for, especially switching from like consulting to selling products, right? So in consulting, when someone reaches back out to you and they say, I'm really upset with this thing you did, it blew up, you know, my website or whatever. And when 50,000 sites are running your software, every single day, some handful of them had a really big problem that mm-hmm. either actually was caused by your software or maybe wasn't, but they think it was, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so about at, le- at least half the time, you know, we help people figure out something else that's broken with their their website. But um, a lot of people are really upset and understandably, but from the consulting end of things, my instinct is to like help them, right? Is that right. I have to make this right. But when you get, you know, a couple dozen of those every day, like I don't have all the time in the world, especially people who aren't paying us, you know, our customers, we jump on like that, but people aren't like we... 
we just you just can't possibly do it. So you can't possibly make everyone happy. And when you start getting flooded with unhappiness in your inbox and in your Twitter and your Facebook, it can make you depressed, right? So like we're a lot of people I think in this business are, you know, they're solving problems for people and they really get a charge out of helping people. And that's why they're doing this. And then when you realize you're there's some people you're not helping, it bums you out. Yeah. So so and you you really have to learn how to deal with that, how to like insulate yourself from it, how to take the feedback out. Like sometimes there's something really crazy, but you're like, oh, maybe that guy has a point and I'm going to file that away that everyone's like, you, why don't you do this? A hundred percent. This is the obvious feature that everyone needs, you know? And right. Like, oh, oh yeah. Of the half a million dollars I spent and the tens of thousands of hours me and my developers have worked on, we just never thought of this thing that would take five hours to code, right? Like, right. We, or right. we weren't doing anything else that's important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, it's like people who go to Disney World and then you're like, you know what Disney should do? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The it's one like, thing that they didn't think of. Right. It's not that we're not trying. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and I have to understand it too. Like not everyone's, a, you know, a developer and understands how, you know, mm-hmm. stuff is hard. Things that yeah. sound easy aren't actually easy. So, but anyway, like those little things and other things like, so you have to figure out like, how do we actually take the feedback? You're like, oh, if I'm hearing this a lot, I got to put in the queue. I really got to think maybe I should make this part easier. Maybe we should do this slightly differently or offer it. So you got to make sure you, you can get the feedback out of it. And then also you have to like learn how to insulate yourself from the kind of negativity and and move on, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing that helps us now is that like we have someone who kind of handles the incoming email for us. Or even like personally, you just gotta like don't check that email in the morning, right? Or like the reviews right. in the morning. It's gonna like bum out your whole day. Find time for it. I meditate. Um, <laughs> I go for walks. I take breaks in the middle of the day. I try to move on. There's kind of like mantras. Like you when you send that email back to someone where you're like, hey, I'm really sorry, I can't help because like, you know. It's just something that you're not involved with and you can't help. You have to kind of be like, oh, I can't help everyone. Like, they'll figure right. it out. Right. Or, you know, I'm going to move. I'm going to focus on the people who do want to be my customer. I'm going to focus on the people who, you know, th- the plugin will work for. You know, sometimes it's not as negative, but sometimes people reach out and they're like, hey, does your plugin do this? Would this work? Or maybe like your WooCommerce. Like, we integrate with WooCommerce, but a lot of the time when we consult people, with how to do a membership site, if WooCommerce is a component, we're like, just use WooCommerce right. and use the WooCommerce subscriptions plugin or use like a couple lines of code for like the membership piece you need, right? Right. But there are use cases where, and that's why we have an add-on where like you want a membership plugin and a WooCommerce plugin working together. But like, you're like, sometimes like our solution isn't the best, you know, and you kind of move on. So yeah, I, d- I don't know like the exact answers for how to deal with that, but I, it's just like a warning that it's going to happen and it, I see a lot of people too, like when they start running into this, like it's something you're not prepared for mm-hmm. because it's like this like psychological therapy thing I need to do yeah. to get over, you know, this, like I'm, I'm ready to tackle, you know, like programming challenges and business challenges. And then, you know, you're like, oh, how do I handle this? You know, this feeling I get that I'm not help, saving, helping everybody, you know? So. Right. Totally. I mean, you amp yourself up, you know, you're real excited about this thing because you put so much time into it and then. You yeah. know, all these people you blow up and all these people are saying that it sucks or whatever, being really mean yeah. about it. Like, yeah, absolutely. So I was going to say, let me remember, like the other trick to that, and this is what works for me every once in a while, is when we get like a particularly bad negative review, we have a mailing list, right, of our customers. You write a really nice email out there. We say like, hey, you know, I appreciate all the support every day. We're excited when new people are using the plugin. It would really, you know, make my day if some of you, if, if the plugin's working for you, Go to WordPress.org, write a review, go to our blog and write a review, do a shout out. 
and people do, right? So like we've had like a few negative reviews and then like when we ask people, you know, dozens of positive reviews come in and you're like, oh, that's why we're doing it for these people, you know? Uh, that is, we are at the end of our time. Jason, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this was a really great conversation and I'm, I'm excited that you're the first guest. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Can't wait to listen to every podcast. Thanks, Jason. And thanks everybody for joining us for the first episode of How I Built It. Make sure to join us next week where we'll be talking to Rebecca Gill about how she built DIYSEOcourses.com. Also, thanks once again to WebsiteSetup.org for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to check out their guide over at WebsiteSetup.org slash create-blog to learn how to create a WordPress blog from scratch. See you next week.